Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Belize Billboard Radio.
Good afternoon, radio listeners. This is Parker Smith, and I am your host for the Tipping Point. I would like to, first off, welcome everyone for tuning in. We have about a little less than an hour, so we're going to tie to the chase. Our guest for today is a gentleman, a Belizean who lives abroad in the United States. He goes by the moniker Juan Enrique Martin. He's very active on the social media scene, has some very, very enlightening ideas, and we'd like to share with him a little bit today, to hear, to hear from him a little bit today with regards to the organization with which he is affiliated. It's called the Belize Workers Front, BWF. So I'd like to welcome Juan. Juan, are you there? Hello? Hello? I think we're experiencing some technical difficulties. Let's see if we can... Hello? Yes. Juan, are you there? Yes. Oh, great, great, great. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're running a little bit behind time, about five minutes or so, but let's see if we can um, jump right into it. I understand that you are a Belizean who lives abroad and affiliated with the, an organization called the Belize Workers Front. Can you give yes. me a little bit of background with regards to the organization, its um, goals, and what happens? Go right ahead. Okay, well, we just recently formed, um, technically um, on the 10th of November of last year, and the, uh, the primary objective is to transform Belize into a, a working people's republic that is based on a combination of... Um, can you hear me? Yes. Um, based on the combination of common, or rather public, um, personal, and uh, mixed property. Um, the, the most commonly used term for this state of affairs is the word socialism. Um, we, it's been quite a while, this, this um, organization's formation, but um, uh, at this present moment we are we are trying to really become more, more, um, what's it, more rounded in that, um, in this regard. Um, we are in the process of working on a document that will outline more clearly our policies, and um, we are willing to work with other forces in Belize and in the diaspora. Um, that um, um, that are in line with us to a certain degree. We don't really care if um, they are socialists or not, as long as they respect our autonomy, respect our points of view, and understand that this is not just a struggle for um, what is it, a change, a mere change of governance, but also a struggle for the future of Belize as a nation, nation-state as well. Okay. Well, that sounds good. You touched on a few key, or a few key points that i just like to highlight for our mm-hmm. listeners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Being a, student of, being a student of the discipline of governance, one of the things that I've had the opportunity to do is to uh, different type of government systems that are throughout the world. And you use the term socialism, no? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, excuse me, socialism. And intuitively, well, based on my faith, I know that inherently socialism or being socialist is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you uh, could just um, expound a little bit with regards to that ideology, because I know that it's prevailing, that is pro, uh, that comes out of North America for the most part, they hear the word socialist or socialism and immediately a red flag goes up. But if one were to really delve into the basic tenets of socialism or forcibly social democracy, I think mm-hmm. they would have a better understanding with regards to um, what is, shall I say, 
potentially a more beneficial route for right ahead, China. Well, when I use the word socialism, I, I am referring to specifically, um, excuse me for a moment, sorry, um, I'm referring to specifically a system where it's, um, the society is based on common ownership um, with um, personal and mixed property in the um, minor positions, but by, pers- rather by public property, I'm talking about a society, I'm talking about rather the means of production, rather the, the factories, the farms, and so forth, um, rather the land, let's say, that would be a better term description, the land, um, um, the ports, um, the, commun- the centers, the means of communication as well. Um, and by public ownership, I don't mean necessarily, um, what I mean is not just that the state, it's not that the state owns the property, it's that the state manages the property in the name of the people. Now, others, there's been, throughout the 20th century, there have been many governments that have said that um, this is, um, that socialism is, um, well, sorry, excuse me, um, that, um, that said they were socialists, and for the most part they were, but they had problems. And one of the most important problems was that um, while they said that, um, let's see, while they said that they ruled in the name of the um, working people, because this is what is also based on, um, the reality was that after, I mean, after a certain time period, they did not. They became overtaken with um, forces that. Uh, did not ruin the best interests of their people. That did not um, did not implement the proper social, cultural, and um, even economic policies, and they ended up collapsing. This is especially true for countries like um, Yugoslavia, the former Yugoslavia, rather, and the former Soviet Union. I hope that is this clear. Um, I hope it is clear for you, um, for you and your audience. But um, okay, well. I appreciate the Now let's see if we can bring things a little bit more full circle with regards to the, the current situation in Belize. Right. Uh, as, as most people know, or those who choose to um, take off their red blue blinders, they don't realize that in Belize things are not as good as they should be. I guess that's always the case, but on a personal level, I can say that um, the, my assessment of Maybe, but maybe the last 20 years or so, I have never seen Belize in such a state. Now, with regard to the, the advent of advocating for a different path, a different road on which this country, this nation, I definitely, definitely support it. Because, uh, in my humble opinion, we have a, a state that is quickly deteriorating, deteriorating primarily because of the lack of checks and balances, the greed, the out-and-out greed and gluttony of uh, many of our political representatives. And also, you know, when I'm I'm dishing out, um, how shall I say, when I'm dishing out concerns, we also put ourselves there. And I think that another element that is contributing to the degradation of nations is our people themselves are not very much engaged in the process. Um, I've, I've, been, I've been characterized as someone who likes to vilify uh, politicians. And maybe that is the case, maybe it isn't. But I just say that I call a space case. And what I find, though, is that politicians, for the most part, and this runs across parties, it's not just a blue thing, it's not just a blue thing. It's half of mm-hmm. to the other as far as I'm concerned. But right. the politicians already understand the psyche behind uh, what's going on with the Belizean people. We have allowed ourselves to be psyched out to the extent that they exploit us, um, how can I say this, <laughs> without fear of repercussion. I mean, if we were to sit back and just peruse the periodicals, the newspapers, we could see many instances, both past and current, where these politicians and their cohorts are basically doing as they please with impunity. I agree. I agree entirely. 
um, I feel that, um, as well as those who are associated with me, that um, the present Belizean situation, um, the present situation of the Belizean nation-state and nation, is at a critical juncture. For the past 32 years, Belize has been on a path to God knows where. Um, at times it seemed like he was moving forward and other times it seemed like he was moving back. It's clearly now, it's now it's become more clear in the last four to five years that he's been moving back in order to, rather, in order for us to, us meaning the Belizean nation, both at home and in the diaspora, to um, change this course, we need to replace the parliamentary system and that means, that means objectively speaking that we need to we need to replace um, not just the governor general um, we have to withdraw ourselves to some degree maybe we negotiate the terms of um, agreement with the commonwealth because right now Belize is a commonwealth realm and um, if Belize is to become the nation is supposed to be, we have to fix how the country is governed. Now, my perspective on how it should, how this should be done is through, um, is through, uh, mostly, I'm going to say, let's say, a practical, a practical step-by-step -step process. Mm -hmm. Um, I do not agree with those. There are those in Belize and those in the diaspora who want to use Biden as a means of changing the situation. I, for one, and those who are associated with me, do not think that this is the best course of action, especially when you take into account the fact that Belize is surrounded by neighbors that want to take it over, and in the event of a violent situation, could use that as an opportunity to interfere in Belize's internal affairs. And on top of that, you've got the United States watching too. Remember, they see Latin America and the Caribbean as their backyard. So, yeah. so we have to move cautiously, and the, and I think the best way for us to do this right now, I mean, not just us, not meaning, not just me and those associated with me, and but in talking on the Belizean nation as a whole, would be to um, move in a electoral direction. Obviously, it's not going to produce results like that, but the important thing is to establish ourselves as legitimate presence. Because if you don't do that, and if you try to use um, the results of violent methods, um, then the thing is, it would be easy for those who are willing to defend their interests to implement measures that would suppress the people's struggle. Oh, well, let me, let me see if I can paraphrase what you've just said. You're saying that with regards to, and correct me if I'm wrong, with regards to the path that we need to take, we need to reassess and um, reconstruct the word government, correct? Yes. And the means by which to go about doing that, definitely we don't want to go uh, the route of violence. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I, I think that at times, um, well, <laughs> the name of the show is Three um, Hard Talk, The Tipping Point. Mm -hmm. I think that at times, um, societies reach that proverbial tipping point, and it is very instructive to see what means is taken by which to bring forth the change that we seek. So uh, definitely I would agree that um, ideally we would like to see things change in a progressive fashion. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I would like to mention is that, <clears throat> excuse me, and well, we, we had a discussion on, with regards to this, or I should say, uh, social on the social networking site, Facebook, with regards to how we should go about doing it. Some are of the opinion that, well, you know what, Nick, let us um, change the structures and, and try and revamp the system of governments before we enter the political space. My mm -hmm. health, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that because... I realize that these politicians or those who are in positions of influence and power will not easily or readily give it up. So for me, I believe that it's very important that um, individuals who don't subscribe to the, the ideology which drives both the PUP and the UDP, on this show I like to refer to them as one, the PUDP, 
very right. important that we we link up, we network, we utilize the various uh, social networking sites uh, and different means by which to um, cluster together, exchange ideas, and move forward. But it's very, very instructive that, you know, I know a lot of people realize the um, Excuse me, I'll be right back. Sorry. I realize um, a lot of people understand the situation in which Belize finds itself, but unfortunately, and realistically speaking, a lot of our people, they're afraid to stand up. They're afraid to speak out. And the thing is this, if we continue to cower the way that we traditionally have, and we just say, go with the status quo, then it will get this nation nowhere. Um, there's, a, there's a saying that comes out of the United States, um, they say that... Um, when things are going wrong, you're going to hell in a handbasket. And unfortunately, that is the way things appear to be going. When you have blatant, blatant instances of graft, when the corruption is so blatant that the government of the day refuses to sign on to the, the, the United Nations and, <clears throat> excuse me, charter against corruption, these things, I mean, it, it's really, really, really... I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want to say awe-inspiring, but it's really, really depressing to see where we are, where our leaders are, and what they're doing. I mean, um, I'm back. I'm sorry for that. I didn't mean to interrupt um, the program. So. No, no problem. I was just talking a little bit about where we stand and why it's important that Belizeans, both at home and abroad, recognize that they can play an integral part in bringing this nation where it needs to be, moving it forward progressively. And one of the things I'd like to stress is this. Not everyone can be a frontline individual. Right? But within the grander scheme of things, everyone can contribute in one fashion or another. But it all begins with a very, very strong, to have a very strong commitment to the cause and to have that conviction. Because, as I said, we as a people, Belizeans in, in general, have allowed ourselves to be psyched out for the politicians. And one of the things I'd like to talk about is with regards to elections. Um, I believe that based on our very brief conversation thus far, we, we both are of the, the mindset that, yes, we have to get people involved in the electoral process. We have to contest these elections. But I would like to, at this point, specifically say that we don't want just anyone to try to get in there. We need people who are committed to the cause. We have really individuals who not only understand the situation, who are willing to sacrifice, but individuals who aren't just trying to jump into the fray because they see the opportunity to get in. You know? I have so, to agree with that. Um, I, I'm very concerned in particular with those people who say that they want to change beliefs, but... Um, who have very questionable backgrounds and uh, who seem to be very inclined to be just like the um, PUDP um, politicals, rather, that they deride. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we need to, if since since the electoral plane is the only plane we could really fight on right now, um, until something happens that um, changes that. We need to have people contesting in these elections that are rooted in their communities, that are aware of their situations, and that are willing to bring changes that can be realized in the current framework. Because the kind of things that I'm talking about and the kind of things certain from certain others are talking about will not be immediately realizable or real, um, merely realized, rather. So the important thing is, at this point, is to create a mass base. A mass base based on, some, on things that have been done for their communities. In the strategy that I and my associates are pursuing, we would like to work with those forces that are on the ground in Belize, as well as to um, be there in ourselves, by ourselves, as our own, but really to work, like, let's say, like, remember the last election cycle where they had the Belize Unity Alliance? 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. We would not mind participating in something of that nature. Because right. it's almost as though you you read my mind, you took the words right out of my mouth before I said that. And because I was going to ask you, with regards to your perspective and that of your organization, what is the most prudent means by which to move forward? And I was going to insert within that the need for unity. As you know, we have many different entities. Well, we don't really have many, but we have several entities on the ground here in Belize that are non-PUDP who are seeking to make progressive strides. Two come to mind, and these are, I'll just mention them because they were my first two guests on this show. Two weeks ago, I had Mr. Will Mejia of the People's National Party, PNP, right. and last week I had Mr. Patrick Rogers, representing right. the CIC, the Division of mm-hmm. by the People. And I, I like to hear, coming from yourself, someone who's living in the diaspora, the acknowledgement of the need for there to be unity amongst these disparate groups. Now, one of the things I'd like to touch on also is the significance that those in the diaspora can play with regards to this entire movement. Because one of the things I recognize clearly is that in order for Belize to move forward progressively, there is no way in the world we can discount or exclude our Belizean people in the diaspora. What is your take on that? I have to agree with that. I think the best way, excuse me, I think the best way to make this happen is if um, is by the diaspora working together under one sing, one major organization. My activities in in this in this sphere, meaning diaspora organization, have been towards attempting to produce in the real world an organization that would bypass the presence Belize Immigrants Associations in the United States as they're not doing their jobs, as they rather they are not doing their jobs, and to create a context wherein the Belizeans in the diaspora, most importantly in the United States, are able to um, able to actively assist those trying to bring change in Belize. Um, excuse me. Um, trying to bring change in Belize and those in the diaspora who are working with those in Belize to bring about that change. I think that it is only through these means also that we could try to put pressure on the PUDP. If, if, I'm, I'm just saying this. Not, they're not really an organization. I think both you and I know what we're using that term for. But um, to um, put pressure on them to not only recognize the fact that there is a large diaspora possibly over 300,000 in the United States alone. That, uh, I wait, it's probably more than that, actually, but go, go ahead. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, um, that have, there are many of which are due citizens and have rights, and their rights need to be recognized. But this mm-hmm. was, so we also, so the way me and my associates are thinking is that, um, that it is that by helping to create this diaspora organization, which, by the way, must be non-partisan or rather non-ideological in nature, uh, we will be able to not only help ourselves, but to help the Belizean nation as a whole unite as one fighting force mm-hmm. and to unite around a spearhead. I can, in my, from the way we look at it, we meaning me and my associates, the spearhead is the Belizean working people. The mean those who are personally in the unions, but who have shown, especially in the events of, during the events of 2005, I don't know, I mean, I'm sure you remember that, but um, they've shown that they could lead the country, if they not only could shut it down, but if they had proper leadership, actually lead the country. Um, we believe, we believe, and I'm meaning we, meaning all of us who are in this room should believe, at least should that um, this can this is um, that um, it is only through things like this that the ch- the kind of change you want to see in Belize will be realized. Okay. Well, again, let me see if I I'm, can. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not being so clear, but I I'm trying to be as 
um, direct as possible under these circumstances. Yes, yes, that's all right. No, no problem, no problem whatsoever. What I'll do is I'll try to paraphrase, and if I if I miss um, misquote you, then just let me know. But okay. um, so basically, um, what I hear you saying is that the struggle to bring Belize forward in a progressive fashion is universal. Universal in the sense that Belizeans, both at home and abroad, need to play an integral role in this process. Exactly. With regards to Belizeans in the diaspora, uh, you, what you're envisioning is maybe an umbrella organization. That's right. That, That's has, uh, that has the wherewithal and the capacity to harness all of the different energies and the positive forces amongst the various uh, Belizean American um, groups that are uh, throughout the United States and Canada and what have you. Mm-hmm. So that we can we can focus our efforts. Um, at the same time, you're looking to see if we create synergies with the Belizeans here in Belize who want to make, take this country forward. Now, one of the things that uh, came to mind, and again, I'm, I'm harping a little back to last week's discourse Patrick Rogers, because mm-hmm. he expressed um, with regards to the VIP that part of the, the vision that his, his movement has is to definitely incorporate and embrace not only the diaspora, but also, very importantly, the unions in this country. Right. Allow me to address this issue specifically. Um, as of now, I think that we have to work with the unions to some degree, but we also have to recognize the fact that the unions have been, to a certain extent, compromised by their associations with the present political system. This is especially true in... Um, this is especially true with regard to... Um, what is it? Um, until recently. Um, excuse me, I'll be right back. I'm sorry about this. No problem. Well, for those who are out there listening right now, what we're doing, we're basically having a discussion with um, Mr. Marti, and we're just discussing the Belizean situation and also his perspective or the perspective of his organization with regards to where Belize is, what we need to do, move forward, and we're also analyzing the, the potential that the diaspora holds with regards to this entire mix. Uh, on a personal note, I will say one thing. When I hear sitting politicians, whether the red or the blue ilk, talk about uh, incorporating the diaspora, I, I sort of laugh because they have demonstrated from, from day one that basically they're they utilize the issue of the diaspora as a political football. It sounds good, but when it comes to implementation and throughput, it's null and void. It's, it's been demonstrated recently, and it's been demonstrated in the past, and I think it's very, very instructive and very important that Belizeans, both at home and abroad, understand the dynamic involved here. Because, quite honestly, when you go to think about it, the politicians of today if by chance they even get a whiff that those in diaspora are inclined to support something other than the PUP or the UDP, trust me, they will shelve the entire question of <coughs> excuse me, whether or not Belizeans who are dual nationals will be able to enjoy full electoral privileges. When I say full electoral privileges, I'm talking about the right to vote and also the right to contest elections. One of the things that I find very important is that whenever you have these... Um, hello, about, hello. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it from the Prime Minister and also the, the leader of the opposition, that whenever this issue comes up involving the opportunity for Belizeans to have dual nationality, to fully participate in elections, that meaning to also contest general elections, they like to try and cloud the issue, you know? They like to try and cloud the issue. One of the things they like to say, oh, well, you can already vote, but that's not the question. The question is whether or not Belizeans with dual nationality will be able to fully participate in the electoral process. Now, one of the things they like to throw out there is that, uh, oh, well, you know, 
Um, you just can't step right in and, 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 and run. Well, common sense would tell you that. You have to have a, a certain period of time in the country. Uh, maybe uh, two years or I don't know, something like that. And, you know, that's, that's, that's definitely reasonable because you do have to have um, an understanding of the lay of the land. But that is no excuse by which to try and deprive born Belizeans from the opportunity to represent the people of this nation. So I just wanted to throw that out there also. I, I absolutely agree with the um, suggestion that there should be a period of time before somebody who, who, um, who came from the diaspora to um, live in Belize could participate in politics. I personally think that three years is enough, you know, um, because it could take, I mean, sometimes it takes more than two years to get for one to be reacquainted with all the changes that have occurred in Belize. Yes, yes, yes. And so, so I think that um, that's the, um, uh, that's the right amount of time about that. Um, I mean, um, right amount of time for them to be readjusted, let's say. Um, in regards to whether or not, um, um, what else? Um, in regards to um, what you were discussing just now, um, I do apologize in leaving. Um, I had something to do, something minor, but um, I did not get to hear the um, some of what she was saying before I came back. Um, what was it she was talking about besides the um, the diaspora participation? And, I mean, meaning those who are who would like to return to Belize for the purpose of participating in the political process. So, what was it she was talking about again? Well, basically, I was just giving a little sidebar, um, just letting the, the audience know what, where we're going with this discussion and trying to give them a little bit more context. But now switching gears a little bit, with regards to the city workers' front, what are some of the, the activities that you have planned with relation to the overall goals and objectives of your organization? At the present moment, um, excuse me. Um, the present moment, um, I'm hearing feedback. Um, wait, hold on. Yes. Um, the present moment, we are working on enlarging the membership base and to establish um, the conditions for us to hold a real conference and um, on the, um, the establishment of um. The organization along the lines set forth in our constitution. We do have an organizational constitution, and um, at this meeting um, that we that I'm, that we are working toward, um, we hope to really begin to operate formally according to I mean along the lines of that constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would take more. Than it would take more than a, like for us. I believe that um, it would be more like more around a year to a year and a half because of the of the fact that this it would take longer for us to get um really to get um firmly established as an organization. Like I said, we we just got established in, um, what is it two months ago. So right now it's just like putting everything together and. Uh, we believe by the time we begin to operate as formally as an organization, I mean an organization with a real structure, we'll be able to effectively participate along with those forces who are willing to work with us in the struggle to change the country. So basically we're getting a, a prelude of things to come and that's great. It's very, very hard to know the regions abroad are very much involved in active processes through which to impact this society. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really, really interesting here on the ground because, I mean, you on a daily basis, you see the, the deterioration of our society with regards to a, a number of things. Um, I, I make no bones about it when I say that um, politics, as it is practiced here in Belize, has been the bane of this society basically since day one. Absolutely. We have to, I think that what is also part of this struggle, and I would say it's actually fundamental to the struggle, is the, is the need to 
attune our people at the most fundamental level with regards to the realities that are taking place. And I'm talking in terms of this mentality that has developed in Belize over the past 50, 50 years, I'd say, more or less, mm-hmm. in relation to, it's sort of like, um, uh, I like to say that it began with the gimme, 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 then it got gimme time fuel. Right. And now, you know, I mean, it's so interesting because it's not, I don't know, our people in a general sense have this sense of dependency in as much that they have sort of placed the political situation they flipped it over, whereby you know that the politicians actually work the people. Mm. Because of the skewed perspective and the elements that have been incorporated into the political system, that being um, paying people for the vote, uh, kisses by fever, nepotism, cronyism, and all those things, Whereby, in a majority sense, these politicians up on a pedestal, and it's as though they can act with impunity. And we we've seen cases of um, from this point all the way back. Look, for example, at the the Penner situation. Right. Now, you know, you know, good one. Had it been me or you or any other regular Belizeans, they'd have been locked us up by now. But I agree because, with that. And but because of the way the system is structured, and I'm going to get a little bit into that in a moment, because of the way the system is structured, and also because of the apathy amongst our people, it's looking as though Mr. Penner will, will emerge from this thing unscathed. You know? And that's a damn shame. I make no bones about it. It's a damn shame. Because basically what he has done, based on information that I've seen, that in the media, is he's prostituted our, our nationality. And when a nation is at the point where a politician can do such a blatant thing, which is blatantly obviously wrong, and his or her cohorts, political cohorts, circle the wagon, and then they come to the people blatantly and blatantly to tell you that, oh, well, you know, we're looking into, we're looking into it, and time is going by, and instead of making a fuss, you know something is wrong. Something is right. practically wrong. We need to attune the people to understand the dynamics involved there and to be able to conceptualize it. I say this because a lot of times people say that, well, politics is just about emotion. Yes. respect this, but I think it's that same knack for being emotional about politics that has led to the, how can I say, the lack of analytical thought being applied to the situation. Because when you really go to look at it, when you really, really, really go to look at it, it's the politicians benefit from the system out of melt. Yes, John and Jane Q. Public on the street may give, get my blue note, $100 bill or something at election time. But and maybe a piece of fried chicken or something like that or a beer. But after that, for five years or thereabouts, the politicians do as they please because they know that our people not reach that point, that proverbial tipping point where they say enough is enough. But I'm seeing a lot of scandals, a lot of issues, and with the advent of social media, I'm understanding that people are becoming a, a lot more tuned to what's going on around them. But Again, we're coming back full circle. It's one thing to have that cognizance, to have that realization, but it's the next thing to be able to put those energies purposefully into positive action. And that's where the unity element comes in. My vision, my hope, my aspiration is that these various groups or individuals or what have you who have this realization, this recognition, um, recognition of the situation are able to somehow come together and that's why I'm such a big advocate of the concept involving the Belize-Unity Alliance but um, in speaking with you I definitely agree that that needs to be extended to the diaspora and synergies must be and capitalized 
Yes. Um, uh, yes, sorry. So, please, just tell me a little bit more about um, the plans for the BWF and moving forward. Like we said, I mean, better like I said, rather, um, we are permanently focused on... Excuse me, sorry. Well, listeners, we're here speaking with Juan Enrique Martinez in the diaspora, who is part of an organization, a brand new organization called the Bleeds Workers Front. And he said to us the purpose, the goals, the aspirations, and the intent of the organization. Basically, uh, here at this show, we've been calling a state state, and it's definitely still good to know that the women who live in the diaspora are becoming actively in the process to start making where it needs to be. And we recognize that in order to move forward, we I sincerely, Sorry, sorry. I sincerely apologize for the interruptions. That was not my intention. That's all. That's quite all. That's quite all. We have about 15 minutes left, so try okay. and Okay, so like, I, like I've said, um, me and our, my associates are planning to extend the membership base really um if um those who are interested um either in Belize and diaspora want to um are interested in joining us um they could visit our facebook page um they could also visit our website which is um bwfbz.org okay. um, and also um we again we are working on a document that will clearly outline the policies that we would pursue if we were to form government we believe that it cannot be thus easily summed up we believe that it has to be clearly explained because when you are coming to the people with um a pro- when you when you come to the people with a program they're not only just hearing that um they're not only hearing um that um you there's somebody saying we need to change things. You got a plan. You got an you got um um what um an idea what you what you're gonna do. You you have got a a, a platform which to operate on and we, and we have to recognize that even this would be a rough outline because anything could happen. So but I mean even then you got something there and that is something that can be used to struggle. Um, use um, push forward the struggle, and I mean to make what we want happen happen. In addition to that, we're also working on um, a document outlining the tasks that needs to be done now. And this in, and this covers some of what we talked about, like working with, um, like let's say, recreating the Belize Unity Alliance for the next election, um, helping to um, build a non-ideological diaspora organization. Um, what is the, what else? Um, to actually participate in those activities with organizations that we know are not, well, let's say, are not um, in opposition to bringing about change, and um, to also work with um, those organizations in not in a non-political capacity that would help those of us who are in the in Belize itself and who are young. And I'm talking about the youth organizations, mm-hmm. you know, and see when we will outline what we could, what we think would be possible in that regard. So, okay. so it's, I'm sorry. Yes, if I could chime in right here just for a moment. Um, what I hear you saying is that, um, and again, correct me if I'm interpreting you. Mm-hmm. In the very near future, mm-hmm. individuals and entities in Belize mm-hmm. are committed to moving this nation forward um, beyond that of the current political. We're very soon be hearing from your organization. Yes, that's great. Now, what is I'd like to add just a thing that I throw in there for a moment is that. I agree with you wholeheartedly that anything that you embark upon needs to be well thought out with the plan, right? Yes. And the key to that is to identify individuals mm-hmm. and their 
representative strength and to pool them together. One of the things that I like to at least caution anyone who's part and parcel of this, you know, this movement building is to let us not try to recreate the movement. Exactly. Because the, an organization such as what you're ex- expressing, um, describing, it needs component parts. Right. And more often those component parts are already existent, but it's just a matter of those parts being identified, being co-opted, coming to, together under an umbrella, under an understanding, and I'll use a, a term that is often associated with the socialist ideology and socialism. We need cooperation. We need I agree a that. To, to evolve. That's right. I certainly know that it can be done, but it's going to take a paradigm shift because, and I'll, I'll be quite frank, I'll be quite frank with you. Yes. More often than not, I'm not saying this is the case with your organization, but what I've seen on the ground here in New York is that a lot of times individuals are, are hell-bent on being the leader, quote-unquote, right? Right. And I, you know, of course an organization has to have leadership, Right, what, but we're, we're not necessarily. Let me let me let me clarify this. Um, while we would like to be in a leadership position, we understand that the material conditions of our fatherland, meaning Belize, is such that we cannot um, act with impunity. Let's say we have to work together. And but what we also recognize is that we cannot allow ourselves to be put in a position where we where those who would like to co-opt this and try to use this to put themselves into power and do what it is that um, those in the two major political parties would like to do, we, we realize that we cannot allow that to occur. So, I mean, if, like I said, um, in, any, um, in any future negotiation, right, in any future um, deals with... Um, those forces that are not ideologically um, ideologically the same, we will only we will we will try to work under a framework where no one exactly dominates and where it's decided by majority democratic votes. I have the experience. Um, I had the experience rather of the unfortunate experience of watching Occupied Wall Street and their consensus model. And I feel and for what I can gain from that. And not only me, those who are associated with me, we've all had this unfortunate um, uh, experience of watching that, is that we, that any kind of um, cooperation between various forces, they need to have, they need to be based on democracy, not on consensus, not on one man, or let's say, um, this person saying, um, telling this person, other person to do this, uh, and that, so that's it. I hope you can understand exactly what I'm trying to say. I, yeah, I do a positive. Yeah, what, what I hear you saying is that, in fact, what we need is consensus among the component parts. Not that but as a democratic model, but not exactly in the um, not exactly using consensus as the decision-making mechanism. Mm-hmm. You see, it has to be on the basis of majority democratic votes, but minority protection. Otherwise, what's going to happen is that these organizations are eventually going to... So one organization, it, it, we don't know if there might be other organizations we do not know of that are not presenting themselves yet. Let's just say, for example, the Belize People's Front, another organization, right? They're planning to present their own um, plans and everything else. Let's say, for example, what if they wanted to become much more than that? Yeah. You know, yeah. so we have to. We really need to keep everyone on the same page because that is the only way we can get rid of the two-party system and to create the environment for us to be. So, like, what is it like? Let's say a free market of ideas, wherein those who have their own positions are able to put it forward to the Belizean people and will allow the Belizean people to choose of their own will. You know, so right now, this is what I'm talking about. This is, you understand okay. what I'm saying? Yes, yes, absolutely. We're coming up on about five minutes, so I need mm-hmm. to kind of bring things full circle, but definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I was commenting earlier, what I'm saying is we don't, we don't need individuals to 
try and throw themselves out there and say, oh, I'm the leader, I'm the leader, I'm the leader. What, what right. do you need are committed individuals who are willing to work cooperatively. Mm-hmm. And definitely, I check in that cause. I, I, I sincerely hope that um, getting in touch with, well, in particular the GIP, because I had the project on last week. And right. he specifically spoke of the manner in which the, the BIP operates and constitutes what have you. So I, right. I, I recommend that the BWF uh, get in touch with the VIP and yeah. uh, see if you can we find will. it. We but, will. Um, so don't worry about that. <laughs> so. right. now, in bringing this uh, to a close, basically, mm-hmm. is there a final thing you'd like to say probably within the next two minutes in regards to Yes. Okay, so like I said, um, we believe that the Belizean working people are in the end the solution to this, to the problems that um, the country is facing. We believe that the path to the working people becoming the masters of Belize, because at present they're not, is through, like we have talked about in this program, cooperation with forces that may not necessarily be of the working people but are sympathetic nonetheless to um, the um, um, the desire to change the country for the better and to again um, proceed along the basis of an actual program that makes sense and that is able to be implemented mm-hmm. I have seen on multiple occasions multiple political forces in other countries, because I observe other countries, I, I and those who are like me, and those associated with me have observed other countries, and we see, we see that um, any organization that says that's a political change uh, make promises, and you know what? I think the time and and every time they get into power, their promises don't pan out because then either didn't come can consider. The, the task, whether the um, the things need to make those promises real. So yes, I yes. think the time has come to really drop that. You know, it's not, not we should stop making promises. We need, mean us all forces involved in this need mm-hmm. to put forward their um, their own perspective on the basis of that, um, on the basis of something that is realizable. If that's a word, I'm sorry. Oh, that's, that's quite all right. Well, I'm Enrique Martí. We're coming up on one minute to go. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, if, um, I, if, um, again, uh, if, um, I have um, my intermittent um, um, absence, like what is it, um, temporary leaves that uh, cause um, your program to be affected. But um, again, um, the site for um, the site, our website is um, bwfbz.org, and also we have a Facebook page. Um, it's um, let's see, um, it's. It's um it's of the same touch. You can find it in the search engine. It's um in the search engine on Facebook. Um, it's Belizean Workers Fund BWF. Okay. If you wanna so if you wanna talk to us, um, if any one of you out there, if those of you out there are interested in talking with us or interested in getting involved in our organization, you can co- go there as well. Uh, I, again, I. I do apologize for any problems that might have caused with your program today, but I thought that was important to um to really um speak with you and your audience to um as so to um let okay, them understand. We're coming up on twenty seconds and you know this is gonna cut off by itself. So I just wanna thank you very much for sharing that information. We look forward to hearing from you in the future. And definitely mm-hmm. um we wanna thank those who made this podcast Possible. We know who mm-hmm. you are out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, again, yeah. thanks a lot. This is a hard talk. Good mm-hmm. point. I hope to see you uh, next week. Take care. Yeah. God bless. And uh, keep up the f